You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Another episode of the Coach T Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thomas. Today, I have a special guest, the head coach of the Charlotte Orioles, Mr. Corey Knapp. Coach Knapp, how are you doing today? Good. How about yourself, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, me and Corey, uh, there's probably like a theme. A lot of the people that I've interviewed go way back. Corey's probably the youngest one I go back with because I can remember when he was wrestling during my first year officiating all the way back in 2002. And uh, if anybody knows anything about the Knapp family, uh, the dad, Bobby, wrestled for Lansing Sexton and um, wrestled with the Hall of Famer, Ron Becker, and his kids. Uh, it, the majority of guys went to Grand Ledge, right? I want to say to yep. Grand Ledge and, yep. and Lansing Everett. And, um but I remember watching you guys because you were CCWC kids, uh, Capital City Wrestling Club. And back in those days, we <laughs> and I talked a little bit about this in one of my freeze podcasts. You couldn't coach during a match. <laughs> Pee-wee to schoolboy. However, you guys would be like 12 of you deep in the coach's corner coaching kids with your sign language and then talking to them during the 30 second break. So. <laughs> there's like, yep. There, there's my my long-winded uh, introduction of you, but um, tell us about uh, how you got into wrestling from your youth to high school, and we'll just go from there. Yeah, well, you mentioned it. Um, my dad, uh, you know, just loves the sport, and um, he wrestled at Sexton, like you said, and uh, kind of pushed a, me and my brother into it. Um, and I started when I was uh, five or six, and. Uh, I didn't like it. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't like it. Um, my brother, my older brother, Kyle was really good. And, uh, I really enjoyed watching him wrestle. Uh, he, he was, you know, always going for, for first and second every weekend and I would lose my matches and, and be good with it. Um, I, I went one in 19 my first year in youth and, um, my kept pushing me to wrestle, um, maybe against, against what I wanted, but it was, uh, it was for the better. And, and I'm obviously glad he did. Um, but yeah, I, I found some success later. Um, you know, obviously I started with, with freestyle. Uh, it wasn't the, the, my way and the MM and the MMWA stuff yet. Uh, it was freestyle and Greco, what we started with. And, um, I remember, um, uh, Wee and, and Bantam and stuff, those age groups couldn't go to States. I remember the last year before that, right. um, I won districts and regionals and, and found some success, but couldn't go to States because it was too young. Um, but yeah, I stuck with it um, and had some fun in, in my youth and um, turned into wrestling freestyle Greco, my way, MMWA. It was like a, a year round deal. It, we were at practice just every, it, it felt like every day of the week um, between, like you said, CCWC, we'd go up to Eastern and, and practice up there. Um, so a lot of, a lot of time and effort put in, um, and then heading into middle school, uh, my dad uh, got married and we moved out to Grand Ledge, um, which is very thankful. I'm very thankful of that. Uh, wrestled middle school out there. And um, I would say that's when I really started to enjoy wrestling um, was middle school. My, my seventh grade year, I was a little above 500. Um, and then eighth grade, I really, I really picked it up. I, I think I had two losses the whole eighth grade season and, um, kind of rolled right into, uh, into my high school there. Uh, 
So, um, you know, from there it was um, a lot of a lot of fun, but very challenging. I was a uh, uh, you know four year varsity guy, so my my freshman year I um, I was able to uh, win like twenty nine matches, um, but I didn't make it out of districts, but. I had a lot of a lot of fun. I got to wrestle with my brother my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, Kyle was a junior and, and a senior those two years, so being on the team with him was really cool. Um, and I, I became a two, you know a captain my junior year, two year captain. I was finally able to to kind of break through my junior year and and become a a state qualifier. Um, and then uh, went on and and took fourth in the state my senior year and and had a ton of success. I. I just, I got better each year and I, I, you know, I look now as a coach and that's just something you have to do in the sport. You have to continue to grow, continue to get better. Um, and, and I felt like I did that and I had great coaches along the way. Um, you know, Steve Delaney, my head coach, um, from my dad as an assistant there at Grand Ledge, uh, Sean Baines, who was the coach of Langsburg, um, an awesome friend. And he was an assistant for a couple of years, uh, Chris Turner. Uh, just a lot of guys uh, there at Grand Ledge that, that put in a ton of time and effort, and um, and and I had a lot of a lot of fun there, and um, was able to to give back actually as well there at Grand Ledge. Mm-hmm. So the Grand Ledge, to me, is one of the like story programs in Mid Michigan. I mean, you have Holt, you have Eaton Rapids, you have um, Mason. Uh, just to name a few, but Grand Ledge was right up there. And longtime coach Tom Muir, who had retired shortly after, uh, before you got there in high school. Um, and yes. Then- so Steve Delaney's first year was my freshman year, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yep. <laughs> Small world. And I, I, I hope to one day get Tom and Steve on to kind of talk about because I, I have nothing but great respect for every person that you mentioned. Sean Baines and I worked at Otto Middle School when he was the PE teacher and I yep. was coaching at Otto. And um, Steve, uh, he actually did a stint where he coached two years at Lansing Everett. Yep. And his last year there is when I came back came back home, basically, and worked with him and, and Tyler Hubert, who's another Grand Ledge uh, great. Um, you probably don't hear this a lot, but one of the things I remember about you wrestling, and I tried showing this, you ran what I would call a Merkel series, where you would put the leg on the inside and run a barm half drag. How did you develop that? Like, where did that come from? Well, we we call that um, we we call that now as as a coach at Charlotte, we call that the Holt half. Um, <laughs> we I. I'm sorry we're laughing, but continue. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't, I don't know honestly. I, I, I think uh, I run a bar and a half. I, I guess I did run it really well, and that's why I show my kids and my, you know, kids now in wrestling. You know, it's it's so different, but they want to do those fancy moves and and everything that looks cool. And and I tell my kids, I'm like, I'm solid moves. You know, the the bar and a half. I pin kids in that than I pinned in anything. Um, and for me, it just felt like if I had your wrist and I get my, my hand on your neck, no matter what position, if we're in base or, or flat, I just felt like I could turn you and pin you. Um, and it's funny you say that I was, cause I knew we were doing this today. I, I was watching some old matches yesterday, just kind of, uh, reminiscing a little bit. And I saw me running some halves and I'm like, I guess it's not as normal as I imagined that it was, 
Um, but yeah, I, I just noticed like my, my leg position on it and, and kind of getting them to their hip. And, um, I don't know, I don't know where I developed it, honestly. <laughs> so, it's just, I, I feel like it's one of those just feel moves and that I kind of, um, just, just stuck with. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was very successful for you. I just remember watching it and like, I gotta, I gotta ask him one of these things. It's taken me all over 10 years to finally ask. Well, I wish I, I had a better for answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, cause I, I, I love the bar. I'm half. In fact, one of the best wrestlers I coached at basically Western, um, Victor Shaner, that was his main move was a bar arm half. He would, it, the drag half, that was the one thing that was very consistent. He pinned a lot of kids with just that one move. So, um, for all those listeners out there, basic still wins matches. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you've, and, and also at the state meet your senior year, you lose in the first round, if I remember correctly, right? You lose to, um, Nico parts of East Kentwood. Yes, sir. And then you have to battle back, and then the Constellation semifinals, you you see him again. What was that like having to try and defeat a person that beat you previously in the tournament? Well, you know, I and that's one of the matches I, I did watch last night. It's one of my my favorite <laughs> matches. And Nico and I, we we've had some history. He beat me. He actually put me out uh, my sophomore year at districts because mm-hmm. uh, we wrestled the the OK Red group there. Right. Um, and and then we wrestled a, a time in freestyle in the off season and I beat him. Um, so I knew, I knew it was going to be a battle in that first round. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I, I was very under the weather the whole tournament and I, I never talk about this cause I hate that. Oh, I was, I was, I was sick. You know, I hate giving any excuses. That's not, that's not who I am. Um, so I knew going into this match that it was going to be my first round and I was up big and, and he came back and I just didn't have the tank and he beat me in overtime. Um, so going back for him, uh, you know, if I won, I was going for third and fourth, the loss fifth and sixth. I, I knew he had had the advantage mentally just because he had came back from a big deficit and I was feeling like crap. Um, and right away he took me down and, um, rode me out and then got away. It was three, nothing. And I, you know, I, I wasn't feeling good, needless to say. And, um, I tossed him for five and ended up hanging on and winning. Um, but it was, I don't, I never showed a ton of emotion on the mat. It wasn't my thing. Um, and after that match, I just remember getting up and I was just so happy and I, I just remember getting to the center of the mat. He was laying on the mat and I'm just there clapping and it felt amazing. It is one of, it's probably my second, second favorite match that I've ever had. (laughs) And a good one there that, you know, they come back and and take fourth for you know, you won four matches out of six at the tournament, which is, it's an incredible feat. So, so you get done competing at the high school level. You did, you did wrestle a little bit at Alvet, correct? Yeah, I I wrestled uh, a little bit my freshman year. I was I was a backup three and three, um, and, and that was that was all that I did there. So after that, what what made you come decide that you know okay I'm I'm done competing, and I want to give back in another way. I want to coach. So how did that all come about? So I stopped wrestling um, at Olivet, and uh, about. I didn't finish the season out. I was towards the end there and I, I just, I couldn't do it. My grades were slipping and I thought it was just something I needed to focus on my school. And that was the reason I was there. 
Um, so the rest of that year, I, I didn't do anything with wrestling. And then my sophomore year, I didn't do anything with wrestling either. I went to a couple um, matches at Olivet and watched there. I went to a couple matches at Grand Legend and watched. And I was really missing the sport. Um, and I know my my dad was too. And he says, you know, why don't you you know talk to Steve and, and see if you can come out? And I thought, man, that's a that's a great idea. I was really missing high school wrestling. I wasn't missing um, college necessarily. Like I, I didn't have any desire to go back and wrestle myself. Um, but I was just missing that high school team wrestling. So I went back and, and Steve, you know, welcomed me with open arms. I was the, um, the JV coach there for the first two years and had an absolute blast and, and had more fun than I would have ever imagined that I was going to have. Um, it's a bit of a different, you know, adjusting. Cause like I said, I was a, uh, a, you know, a four-year varsity guy and I'm used to high level wrestling and you got to kind of dull it back a little bit and, and get back to the basics with the, with the JV guys. But, um, I really, I really enjoyed it. I did that for two years and then, um, you know, some, some changes happened in our coaching staff and I was able to take over the varsity B team for two years. Cause we had a good, uh, at that time at grand ledge, we had shoot, we were pumping, you know, 40 to 50 kids on the team. So I was able to do that varsity B for a couple of years and, um, you know, had a bunch of success and, and had a blast doing that. Gosh, man, and, and the opportunity to to learn from from uh, a state champ and Steve, uh, Coach Delaney, and all that, and so so you do your four years, and I mean high level success because because if I remember correctly, were you were on the staff when they made it to team states in twenty sixteen? Yeah, so that was my um, that was my third year. Yep, and um, that was that was so cool. That was such a, a fun thing. Um, you know, being a part of, um, the success I had as an individual in, in high school, um, taking fourth in the state and we were ranked as a team when I was in high school, uh, my senior year, cause we had, you know, the Rodriguez boys and mm-hmm. a couple other guys on my team and, and we had success, but nothing, nothing compared up to that point. And, and when we made that, that state tournament, actually our, our varsity assistant at the time, Kyle Karras, um, couldn't make the regional tournament. So I was in the corner with Steve for that duel versus Brighton, mm-hmm. um, you know, defending state champs, I believe. Yep. Um, and we knew, we knew, we, we absolutely knew we had a shot to win that duel. It wasn't something that um, was out of the blue. We, we had talked about it. We had mapped it out um, and we truly believed we had a shot and, and we pulled it off. And that was, that was awesome. It was a cool, cool experience. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember back to when we won our team regionals two years prior to that. And it, when you when you wrestle those teams, especially those teams that have the like the history of making it team states and your case, Brighton winning, we had to get through Greenville, which was kind of our that was our nemesis. We had to get through them. And it, there's no better feeling than knowing all the hard work paid off. So I, I'm glad you got to experience that as an assistant coach. Um, so you have this opportunity to you decide that it's time for you to be a head coach. What went into that decision? Well, I will say, and my assistant now is, is Cole Janes and I coached him at grand ledge and mm-hmm. him and I are the best of friends. And I didn't tell him this till afterwards. And he told me about it. I actually applied for the Okemos head coaching job, um, mm-hmm. which would have been after that, that third year, after we made it to team States, I applied for, for that job. And, um, I just felt like I was starting to really feel like I was really growing a passion for this. And 
Um, I was running a few practices that fourth year is when I really started running a lot of practices um, for Coach Delaney and, and really felt like, man, I can I can do this. I can I can guide my own team and, and be a leader. Um, so it really was just something that I, again, was not expecting when I started that journey to even I was just kind of hoping to go in there and help out at Grand Ledge and just the, the love of the sport really grew. And I continued to learn from Steve and all those other guys. And um, I just felt like, you know what, let's give this a shot. Let's start somewhere. And um, I didn't uh, obviously didn't get the Okemos gig. And then the next year um, I got the Charlotte gig. That is awesome. That's awesome. And, and Charlotte, like kind of dating myself a little bit here, but Charlotte was always a strong, like class B, class A school for a long time. They always produced great individuals. One of the ones I remember is the Dickinson brothers, um, Toby and Tom and Rob. Um, Rob and Toby were both state champions and um, Tom was a three time state placer and all three of them were tough just gritty wrestlers. Um, and then they always were producing state qualifiers, state places, but they, they didn't quite have those teams that they had of like the mid sixties, early nineties. Um, so you go into Charlotte, what was your initial, like your, your welcome to coaching as a head coach, your first year, like what, what were you thinking? What was going in your mind? What was your game plan? So to speak. Well, let me tell you this. First of all, I didn't get the job. They had a guy, and I'm sure you remember him, uh, Chase Challenger. Yep. Uh, he was <laughs> he was supposed to be the head coach, so he was an assistant there um, with Bill, and yep. um, he was supposed to take over, and, and something fell through where he couldn't do it. So Dan Stafford, who was the AD at the time, um, who used to teach at Grand Ledge, I so I knew Dan a little bit. Um, and, uh, he gave me, gave me a shout and, uh, I was definitely interested. So I didn't get the job in Charlotte until, um, I want to say September, mm -hmm. you know, and we're talking in November start of the season. So right. I, I wasn't very prepared. I knew of two of the kids at the time. Um, and they didn't know me. I just knew of them from, you know, being a, a wrestling fan. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect. That's for sure. I had no idea about Charlotte, um, you know, them being division two grand ledge division one. I, I don't really see Charlotte. So I had no idea what to expect. Um, and then I had no idea how much paperwork went into it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it was eye opening. Um, it was also eye opening just the different kinds of kids and families that you're dealing with. You know, I've, I moved to Grand Ledge in sixth grade um, and was in that environment for so long. And then I, I get out to Charlotte. Now they're only 25 minutes away, but it's just a different, uh, it's a different environment, different group of kids. Yeah. Um, so that was a little eye opening to me as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a blast. I knew going in my first year, um, I had to develop the relationships. I wasn't going to come in there. I, I just don't believe you can come in there and just run the kids into the ground if they don't believe you, if they don't trust you and know you. So it wasn't maybe the the hardest year on the kids as far as practice goes, but I was build that that relationship with the kids and try to build that culture. Right. Which culture, it, I mean, it's kind of like a, a growing theme on my podcast. Um, many of the coaches spoke about how culture is very important. 
um, and, and how you're going to do with your, with your team moving forward and building. Uh, so your first year you go through the bumps and then the second year, um, tell us about that. Cause I think that was the first, that was the second year you got the No, third year. Yeah. So, so the first year we were, um, we were 13 and 16, just a little below five. Um, I had, um, Chris Fawson, who was a returning state runner up. Um, he didn't make it through the season. Um, mm-hmm due to some things. And then, uh, the second year we record wise, we, we went 12 and 16. So a little regression, but as far as, um, wrestling wise, we definitely had progress. I, I could see it. Um, and, uh, you know, like you had mentioned those teams earlier, but we're wrestling, you know, the Masons and the DeWitts and the Eaton Rapids and all those teams, St. John's. So it was just, we were getting beat up by good teams and I wasn't worried about it. Um, but yeah, we grew and we had some um, some success. And then year three really is when um, everything kind of changed. You know, we we went from a um, a twelve and sixteen team to a twenty and seven team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is my my favorite win probably as a coach right now is. Um, beating Portland. We, we lost. So my second year we went into Portland and lost 67 to nine in their gym. And, um, I was very frustrated. I made the kids run sprints after in Portland's gym. I made them run sprints after the duel. Um, it just, I knew we weren't going to beat those guys, but it was a really poor showing. Mm-hmm. So I made it our goal all off season. Um, you know, we were going to beat those guys. We were going to be top two in the conference and we were going to have a good year. And, Portland came into our gym ranked 10th in the state and we beat them by like 23 points. So um, it was just a really big turning point for our program, I think. And um, obviously I, we had Andrew Hughes who previously was at grand ledge um, and transferred over to Charlotte. And he was, it it was great to have him in there. Um, It just gave our kids so much belief that they could, could win and could be better um, seeing him go out there and just execute time and time and again and, and being in the room and um, to just the belief started to grow so much. Um, you know, we even had, um, you know, Eaton Rapids uh, on the ropes. We were up by one with two matches to go in our duel versus them. We, they were kind of just weren't expecting it. Um, and, and we almost had them there. And then they beat us at districts by a little wider margin. Cause they were, you know, they were, they were ready for us that time, but, uh, yeah, just so much growth in that third year. We were conference runner ups and, um, Andrew went on to, to be a, a state champion for me. So, um, you know, it was not only my first state placer to, but to be, a um, my first state champ, uh, it was nice to get that out of the way. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling, especially, you know, all the work that, that he put in it to get to that point And, um, that relationship you grow over time. Like I said, it's, it's, it's like seeing everything come full circle essentially for your athlete when they, when they're able to achieve that goal and, and win that state title. So hats off to you. So yeah, take me through. Oh, go ahead. It was just, uh, it, you know, Andrew had been wrestling for his, his whole life and I, I didn't have to do a ton with him. I, he just needed somebody to, to be there, um, you know, to trust him and to guide him. And, and he took care of the rest, man, that kid, uh, just so just one of those just naturals and, and super talented. So it was, it was an incredible feeling. And, um, 
you know, him and I knew what, what he had been through and, and everything. So like you said, that, that payoff at the end, I just felt so happy for him. So, um, so take us to, so I stepped down like before COVID and everything, what was it like, um, getting to this point where like, are you going to have a season? You don't have a season. And now you have a season. Take me through just a short snippet about what that was like managing all that. And then take us through your great run towards the state finals. Well, uh, it's depressing, honestly, uh, like the whole situation was, you know, it was, it was this front that you got to believe and, and give to the kids that, Hey, we're going to have a season. And, and in the back of your mind, uh, us coaches are talking and, and saying, it just doesn't look good. doesn't look good. They kept pushing us back and pushing us back. You know, we had started some, um, some open rooms and stuff like that. You know, they said we could do the non-contact stuff. So we start doing the non-contact stuff and then they shut us back down, you know, and at that point the kids, um, and, and us coaches included, but the kids just felt defeated. You know, we, we waited, 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 then we start up and then they shut us back down. Um, the kids just, they felt defeated. So I've coached football the last two years at Charlotte as well as an assistant there. And, um, 99% of my kids are football players as well. Um, and they did the same thing in football where they shut us down and then, um, you know, they brought us back. So, you know, I said, Hey, look, they did this in football. Let's have some faith. Um, and then obviously all the guidelines came out that we were going to have to, to test and you had to wear masks. And that was the biggest frustration thing for, uh, for everybody, right. I was wearing the, wearing the masks and how do you do that in wrestling? And I had so many conversations with people and everyone's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, and then, then I go out, all the kids gators in my school says gators, we can't wear gators. So we can't, <laughs> we can't, can't wear those. It was just, you know, it was just such an up and down battle. And I had a few kids, Charlotte, you know, for a division two team, um, at the end of the year, we had 19 kids and that was if everybody showed up and I, that, that counts a kid with a torn ACL. And I actually had, um, three kids who were dual sporting with basketball this year, believe it or not. Uh Um, so I had at most 15 kids at practice two team. That's not good. I mean, that's numbers were just down. I know they were across the state. Um, but a lot of it was that mass stuff and we had voids. I mean, the beginning of the year, we were voiding three, four weights at the beginning of the year. It was, I mean, it was bad. And it really hurt us when it came time for seating at States because we had some pretty ugly losses because we just, we didn't have the weights to fill. And and we got a couple kids to come, uh, to come out and a, a kid to come back that didn't want to wrestle because of the mass. And it just started to, it started to fill in and then, in the middle of the season, we had um, two kids test positive, which in turn took out six of our kids, which, mind you, I told you we only had 15 kids. Right. So six of them are out for 14 days. Um, so and then we had to go in and wrestle Portland and Holt during that time. So right. uh, it just it got really rough on the kids and because we knew we had the talent and. Um, and I just thought, man, we are never going to get our full lineup out there. I, I just didn't think we were ever going to be able to do it. Right. Um, and then towards the end there, you know, it really kind of um, it pieced together. I, I hate the way every year this happens to us. We And it, it did when we were at Grand Ledge and we had to wrestle Holt. So you wrestle Holt the last week of the season. Then you wrestle them at conference. And mm-hmm. then you wrestle them at, you know, districts, team and individual and just so on. So you see the same opponent. Right. Um, so we had Eaton Rapids coming up. You know, our goal at the beginning was to be 
Um, we lost to Portland. That was a really good team this year. Uh, but we still had a chance to get second and, and take down Eaton Rapids. I don't know the last time Charlotte beat Eaton Rapids. Um, but we had our little quad there. We wrestled them uh, in Mason. Um, and we beat them by two. We, we beat them by two, I believe. No, we beat them by three. It was 36 to 33. Um, we got a pin in a match that we weren't even planning on um, late in the third and it really, it swung the duel and, and we ended up beating them. Um, and it was, it was a good feeling. You know, we were kind of as coaches, like, do we even want to win this duel? Because we had to wrestle them the next week at districts. Um, we were, we were very, you know, just on edge about it. Do we want to show them everything? I mean, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. Um, and then it got to it and, and I just looked at Cole and I said, man, I want, I want to beat these guys. I don't care. And, um, you know, I love those guys, those kids I, I've coached in the summer and, and Tim Coolidge is an awesome guy that if you can get on here, you should, he's an absolute just wrestling mind that I, that I love. Um, and, uh, so we, we've done battle with those guys and we got them, we got them there. And then, like I said, we had them the next week, um, at districts, uh, we had Waverly first. And uh, Eaton Rapids had a buy, and I was very thankful that we didn't have the buy. You you just want to get out there and shake that rust off, you know. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, Waverly, um, you know, Chris Tyler and uh, and company over there is doing a good job with Waverly. They're getting better, and um, I, we only beat them by six. They were they they fought very hard and, and kind of shocked us. And and you know, we went in the hallway and, and had a talk. Like, listen, if we're if we're gonna do this thing, we gotta we gotta be better than that. And yeah. We had Eaton Rapids in the finals, and um, we got it done. We beat them by two in the district finals. Uh, another just in, incredible duel. Um, you know, obviously matches never go the way you think you're going to go. So we knew it was all about the coin flip, and and we won the flip. Um, so we got to – both the, the big swing matches were on the same side of the coin, um, and we won that. So it we both threw out newbies at, at 152. Our kid, first-year wrestler, their kid, I think, had like two days of practice. Um, <laughs> it, it was the most hysterical but intense uh, pressured match you'd ever seen, and it was so funny. Um, and obviously our kid came out the winning end, and that that decided the duel. Um, so we were able to win our, our first district title since 08 mm -hmm. uh, um, and then go on to regionals, which was – Luckily us, we got to host regionals. Um, so, you know, for our seniors, uh, it was just really cool to be able, we had just got a brand new mat um, this year. Uh, we got, you know, new singlets. And I, I just feel like you get these kids, you try to get these kids things that these kids love nowadays. You know what I mean? They like to yeah. look cool and have all the fancy things, whether I, you know, agree with it or whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. show, show these kids that you, you care and want to get them that, that stuff. Mm -hmm. and they just perform better. I don't know what it is. Um, but uh, we got to host regionals, and, and the day of regionals, um, Brian Byers is texting me from DeWitt, and he's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to make it. We've got all this COVID issues. And I and I was – at first I was like, man, is he pulling my chain right now? Like, you know, right. we're, we're supposed to wrestle <laughs> DeWitt. We lost to DeWitt earlier in the year, um, and it was a duel that – we were that we were missing some kids with COVID and, and we felt like if we, you know, it was one of those, if 
everything right, maybe we'd have a shot because they just had some really talented group of seniors that they had over there. Right. And then we'd get the winner of of um, Mason and I want to say Ann Arbor Pioneer. They had backed out earlier in the week. They weren't even going to make the trip. So it, it was just going to be three teams. Uh, and then De- Byers told me he couldn't come. So we knew it was going to be us and Mason. Mm-hmm. So, so the same night we beat Eaton Rapids um, in the quad, we wrestled Mason. And we were up by – and they pinned out the last, like, four matches. So we lost by, like, 20-something. But we felt like if we bumped up everybody where we got pinned – we would swing the duel and we would win. Um, and then at weigh in, you start realizing that a bunch of kids aren't weighing in and, and Mason was at without some starters because of COVID as well. Um, so we kind of, you know, we, we kind of cruised um, at, at uh, team regionals there. We only had one duel and, and um, I think we beat him by, by 15 or so it was, we had a really big, important match in that duel, though, that if if we lose, we probably just momentum-wise maybe don't pull it off. I mean, Mason's got so many kids on that team, and they are deep, and, and uh, Martell is doing just an excellent job over there. Um, and uh, one of my seniors gets thrown to his back. He's about to get pinned, um, and, and he fights and fights and, and gets out of bounds, and he's bleeding everywhere. It kind of helps him get a fresh air, um, ends up coming back, throwing the kid in the headlock in the next period and, and pins him and, and kind of just swings the, as far as not only the score, but just momentum wise. Um, and it kind of launched us into this uh, just incredible feeling in, in your home gym to, to do something that hadn't been done. Um, Charlotte hadn't made it to state since 1990 and that wasn't even the team format then. Mm. So it, it was just incredible. These kids, you know, this is my fourth year. So my six, had been with me um, the whole entire time to see those kids grow and and turn into what they had turned into um, not only on the mat but as individuals it, it was just it was surreal and you know um, I don't know a couple after we had beaten Rapids in the dual meet I had joked with the kids <clears throat> excuse me it made it to team states I would dye my hair any color that they wanted oh my gosh so of course, you know, as soon as we win, that's all the kids were we're talking about. <laughs> so. And what color did you end up choosing? Well, I I won't lie to you, I was a little cheap on it, and I did the spray can stuff that only lasted about two days. But they <laughs> they chose blue, so I looked like a fool dressed up at Team States in my you know orange and and all that for Charlotte, and I got blue hair. Oh. Um, but it was for the kids, and and. I enjoyed it. I think Boudreaux was looking at me like, what is this guy doing? He's just trying to psych his team up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. so. so I have to say, Coach Knapp, that I think it's great what you're doing. Any advice for those young coaches that they're looking to, to do to get into this uh, coaching fraternity and kind of like what things they should look forward to and what things they need to work on, things like that? Well, I I think you just, one, you got to love the sport. I mean, you you know, wrestling is something that um, it takes a lot of effort. And um, I've realized as a head coach, um, something's always going to go wrong. 
you know, and I've had every year and I, I joke, I don't really joke. I, I make a serious point with my kids that like at some point in the year, I, I tell them, just put it on the calendar. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Somebody's going to mess up. Some kid's going to get in trouble. Uh, someone's going to get hurt. You know, you're going to have adversity. Um, and, and you just got to push through it and you, and you got to, uh, you know, just have faith in, in your kids and, and everything. But no, I just think you got to stick to the basics as a young coach, especially build those relationships. You know, I, I had, um, I, I don't, I've been around wrestling for a long time, but I'm not, you know, I don't have all the knowledge. I promise you that I'm always learning. We've been fortunate enough to get, um, some, some cool people to, to step in our room, like, uh, a Tim Lambert and, um, you know, Joey Pontello, uh, just, just some really cool guys that have been able to step in our room. And I've learned so much from those guys. Um, it's just about learning the basics and, and teaching them and building the relationships with the kids. Cause at the end of the day, um, these kids that are graduating, I feel like I'm going to have a relationship with these kids for a long time. Um, I would do anything for them and and they would for me. And that's what shows on the mat. I mean, I, these kids that I had that we made States with not very many of them have been wrestling that long. I mean, they're just athletes that believe what I'm teaching, whether it's right or wrong, they believe what I'm teaching and, and they're going out there and, and doing it and giving it all they got. So I, I just think you got to love the sport. You got to stick to the basics because everyone knows that's what works. And yeah. just build those relationships, you know, and build that culture. Um, and, and one thing that I love that that I've um, incorporated, we do a, a captain's challenge. So you take however many captains you got, and you split up the rest of the team on each um, on each captain's team. And then you do different things to get as many points as you can throughout the year. Um, and then at the end of the year, the team that wins, you, you treat them for a day, you know, you take them out to eat or, uh, you know, we went to, uh, um, gosh, I'm, you know, like a trampoline park kind of deal. Right. Um, so just different things, all teams that practice. All right, here's five points for you. We were doing a, um, a varsity and a JV wrestler of the week that got you some points. Um, you know, different challenges in the wrestling room, play games. If you're, you know, you're the last team standing, you get so many points. Um, and then the biggest piece we did is every team had to do community. Um, and that was worth a hundred points towards your team. So, um, I, I just think building that culture and, and making things, um, making things fun for those kids. Um, so I know that's a long winded answer, but, um, that's what I got. No, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Well, coach Knapp, uh, I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, I, as, as a person that stepped back from the, from the coaching scene, it was exciting to see a young coach like yourself that has paid their dues and, and got an opportunity to bring home a team regional championship and just, you know, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg. And I think you're doing great things, building a very successful culture at Charlotte. And hopefully, and I, 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 I'm assuming that the alumni are really loving this, what, what you've been doing the last four years and, I appreciate everything you've done and being an advocate for the sport and look forward to even more great things for you as you continue on the journey. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm happy that you're doing this and, and reaching out to, to coaches and, you know, that wrestling family, um, it extends far and, and it's a tight one. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter who you see somebody that, you know, at, at an event and, 
you can always talk wrestling and it's a, it's an incredible sport. I think it's the, the best there is. And, um, you know, I enjoyed, um, you know, any chance I got to, to talk with you when you were coaching, um, when you were ref and whatever it may be. And, uh, I appreciate you, you having me on and doing this. Anytime you take care and enjoy the rest of your summer. All right. You do the same. Thanks, Isaiah. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.